0: And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor. And I'm here with my co host, Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here and we're doing life together. And we're so glad that you've joined us.
1: That's right. It's great to be back with you again this weekend. We made it through Thanksgiving. We did. Do you have plans to get together with your family for the rest of the holiday season?
0: Well, I'm really having a hard time with this because I'm mm-hmm. not going to be with my family on Christmas dinner day. Right. Because my daughter in law is involved in retail and she cannot get away during. During the Christmas time, it's just so busy. You think about all the Christmas presents before and then the after, returning all the sale items. So we're doing Christmas a week later. And okay. doing it a little differently here. Right. But the reason we're talking about this today is because we are going to talk about dealing with our families at the holiday. And we're very aware that not everybody has the greatest family. Right. And that there are difficult members in most families. And we want to be able to get together with our families and make it as much peace and joy on earth as possible, right? You,
1: you were talking about scheduling time with the family. If one family forgets who was there the year prior and they assume that you're coming this year, And then you have to say, no, that was last year. We're going to the other half of the family's house. It can create some tension. Are
0: we talking about you? Yes. Do you have to break it up and do you have to divide? Or how do you do that?
1: Uh, Well, we alternate years.
0: You alternate years. So it's just all this
1: family one year, then all this family the next year, and then we switch for Thanksgiving. Really, I just let my wife deal with this, and I drive. ultimate cop-out. Right. But uh, (laughs) if you don't get your uh, ducks in a row... Dealing with family like this at the holidays can be tough.
0: So even when you're doing that, even Mm -hmm. when you're trying to divide it up, do people get upset and angry?
1: No, they don't get upset, but there has been a time or two where we've had to change some things around.
0: Well, we're sure that there's somebody who doesn't like that they don't get you, but they're probably not saying anything or they're handling it well.
1: And it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with the grandchildren. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: It's always a little dicey. There's always things that people are dealing with. But I want you to listen to something that someone said and tell me what you think about this.
1: We are peaceful. (laughs) uh, We enjoy being together, and we we, we do nothing. We behave the way we are. (laughs) They just behave the way they are. A family that enjoys being together. Who are these people?
0: And they're peaceful. Do we know these people? We don't know these people. Well,
1: they have me over for dinner is the question. Can I go there?
0: Well, that's a family we probably all want to be a part of because they just like being together, and they do nothing. That was my favorite part of it. They do absolutely nothing.
1: No problem. (laughs) Who's
0: cooking that meal is what I want to know. Who's <laughs> cleaning up those dishes? That's the part I hate is that clean-up part. Ugh. It is true. We all wish we could be in that family, right. if we think about that. But unfortunately, not everyone has great family relationships. And the holidays are often a time when personalities and even philosophies and mm-hmm. ideologies that we all hold, they clash at this time. It's that time of year when most of us consider the trek home, to join the family fun, but for lots of families, and I like to say this, it's a trip into dysfunction, Right. and it raises our anxiety, and sometimes we just get into downright arguments that make the holiday memories dark, and they're even painful for some people. Family get-togethers can create holiday family angst, a Mm. gift not worth giving. Definitely
1: not, it seems like all families have at least one or two relatives Mm -hmm. that make the family get-togethers a little tense and awkward or uncomfortable. We've all got them in our families. Yeah, You dread going to see these folks. Does it exist in my family? I really hate to call anyone out, but yes, it <laughs> not does. Not by name. Right.
0: Please. Here's the thing with my family. We had one side of the family that is pretty heavy drinkers, and the other okay. side that does not drink at all. Wow. We are very respectful. We get together, and we try to just deal with it. But it's really tough when some of them get going pretty intensely with the drinking. And I'm guessing that this is an issue for a lot of families that are listening to us. It really, at times, get a little bit out of hand. And that's when my mom and dad would just say, it's time for us to leave. Right. And we would sort of exit with that. And then I have this one uncle, and I love him to death. But you get him started on politics at the family dinner table, especially during (laughs) holidays. Chris, I would come home from college and I would tell him I was a social work major for part of one of my degrees. Mm -hmm. And so I remember when I was home and I'd talk about what I do, my uncle would just start going in about how I was giving free money to people and doing all these crazy things. Uh And it would get so bad that I would leave the table crying.
1: It's the same politics do that to our family.
0: families. Oh, and it was so intense. And I, we were having a conversation before the show with our producer. Mm-hmm. And she said that family members in her family would walk around and say, oh, she's such a pretty little child, but look how chubby she
1: is. Oh, no. And
0: make comments about her weight.
1: Right. Don't eat that. Don't eat this. Right. right. So
0: that kind of stuff sticks with you yes. for a long time.
1: Now, unlike Sarah.
0: So she's somebody who commented on social media. Right.
1: Sarah commented this What'd week. What did she say? She said, stay away from them. <laughs> Stay away from the family.
0: Just forget about them. It's a New Jersey thing. Forget about it. Forget
1: about it. And Bruce jokingly says he just avoids the ones he doesn't like. (laughs) Some of us don't have a choice, though, Bruce, when it comes to visiting difficult relatives. So let's spend the rest of this time talking about ways to make family time less stressful during the holiday seasons. What do you suggest we do? to prepare for these family visits? Well,
0: let's start with the number one thing. I think we have to be realistic. Unless your family's been in therapy for the past year, not a whole lot's gonna be different with them. So you kind of know what to expect, right? Mm -hmm. But these are your relatives, and they don't have to be your best friends. Because a lot of people say, if I wasn't related to these people, I'd never hang out with them. But here's the thing. Don't expect too much in return, especially if nothing has changed. That's the issue. We have this idealized picture of what it's going Mm -hmm. to be like, and it's going to be this wonderful Christmas. And yet we haven't dealt with any of these issues that have gone on in our family. Sue on social media actually agreed with me and said, have no unrealistic expectations.
1: You know, I have an aunt. Now it comes out. That's right. Now we'll talk about it. (laughs) There was a problem. And I was just spouting off about this thing. And she said, your expectations of this situation are skewing your view of the way things should be.
0: Wow. Was she right? Yes, she was. Yeah, so expectations are Mm -hmm. a big one. So here's the second talking point here for us to to really think about. Know what triggers you. Right. It helps to know what your hot buttons are Mm -hmm. and be prepared and respond calmly. After a while, a little slow at this, but I realized my uncle was always baiting me. With Uh, these political conversations. Right. And so what I would do is I would think, okay, that's a hot button for me. Now, I have control over my reactions, but I can't expect him to change because he's not going to change. So I have to know how I'm going to respond to those triggers and those hot buttons.
1: We have that rule, too. Do you? No politics.
0: We got a lot of that. Mm. Linda, which wasn't me, she said agree ahead of time not to discuss politics. And so many people weighed in on that. Michelle said politics and religions are both hot spots. And she says, I'm coming from a Christian family. We all get along, so holidays are great. But sometimes you just have to accept people for who they are and then just let the rest go.
1: It's about the expectations. Yeah. Know what you're getting into.
0: Yeah. And so here's another listener who weighed in on this.
1: Pray a lot. Don't talk about politics. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is it again. Comes in.
0: Yep. So pray a lot, though he added the pray a lot part of it. Right. That's going to be a constant theme in mm. our conversation today. Here's another one. So focus on your reaction because we just talked about that. You can't change the other person, but you can control the way you react. So even if everybody else around you is being awful, Mm -hmm. if Uncle Jim corners you every year and lambasts you for the political views and you respond with anger and this leads to a fight, then just try a new response. Here's what I did. His name is not Uncle Jim. I did have an Uncle Jim, though, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't him. I would say, I see you feel strongly about your views. That's great. I didn't argue, and I just dropped it, and it Mm -hmm. just completely diffused the situation.
1: And you identified a pattern that was there, and it helped you get around the problem.
0: Yeah. So we're going to talk about a few more of these, but we're going to take a quick break here because we're going to give you many, many more strategies on how to deal with family that can be difficult at holiday time.
1: Hey, folks. Chris Weigel here. To let you know Dr. Linda's on Instagram, follow her at mental.
0: Are you a mom or a dad trying to do your best to raise a healthy-weight child in an unhealthy eating culture? Do you often struggle with how to respond when your child asks if she is fat or if he needs to lose weight? Do you wonder, what is normal, and how do I best impact my child and his or her eating habits? Well, hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and my book Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World teaches parents how to raise healthy kids in an overscheduled, fast food, video game world by making simple choices, easy changes, and instilling good habits that will improve everyone's life today and forever. Winner of the Mom's Choice Award, Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World, will give you this confidence, the confidence you need to take charge of your child's eating and raise a healthy weight child.
1: Raising Healthy Kids in an Unhealthy World. Available on Dr. Linda's website, drlindamental.com. And available online where books are sold.
0: Well, welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mintzel Show, where today we're talking about dealing with family at the holidays. And we know that it can be a great thing and right. at times a more difficult thing.
1: One thing to take into consideration, in my case with my families, we got together with one side of the family, it's nearly 20 people. The other side is only about seven. Wow, it's a lot big smaller. difference. smaller. So numbers can play a part in your get-together with your family. Let's listen to what this listener had to say. Back home, my family is huge. We have like 20 plus just cousins, kids. So it's like at least a 50-person event every time we go to Christmas dinners. So all the ladies in the family make the different dishes, which every family member likes. And then once they have their favorite dish, they can't complain. I like how she calls Christmas get-togethers an event. Yeah, it's an event. <laughs> that's a lot of people. That's a, that's
0: a lot of people. But you mm-hmm. know what? I grew up in a family like that. We put up tables in the basement. And we probably had 50 people at the the same thing, so we, it is difficult. And in some ways, it might be easier because there's so many people you don't really get into anything too deeply.
1: Good point. You're Her- just
0: kind of getting through the event with right. all the dishes and the <laughs> talking and the serving and, the, yes. and everything. She said they're happy when they get their favorite dish, so maybe that's all they need is get that favorite dish. One other tip is that you can approach the holiday with the idea that mm-hmm. hey maybe this is a time that I could watch and learn now I know that sounds a little weird but if you said to yourself maybe if I could become an observer of what's going on in my family just sit back right. have you ever had that moment where you just kind of sit back and you're watching all this drama
1: I'm afforded that opportunity with one side of the family it's the big crowd and it's a group of people that want to all talk at the same, same time. Same time, yeah. So it's best usually just to not add to the confusion, sit back, take it in, and enjoy the show.
0: Well, my husband came from a very mm-hmm. small family get-together. They were in the mission field, so they never oh, wow. were with family. It was right. just a few of them that were in the family. He came into my massive family, and the very first thing he said, to your point, was, mm-hmm. why are they all yelling at each That's other? That's right, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like they're yelling.
0: I, they're not yelling. They're just very loud, <laughs> opinionated, and we talk over each other. I don't see what the problem well, is see, with my, that.
1: I'll have to give it away. The big family is my wife's side of oh, okay, the family. Okay. She asked me one time. She says, "Why are you so quiet at dinner time?" I was like. You can't get a word in with these people. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But if you can watch how people relate and how Mm -hmm. they interact, and you can kind of study the family and decide if you're part of the dysfunction, (laughs) maybe you should think about your own part of that. So you can actually look at these family get-togethers as Mm -hmm. a learning situation. And actually, we had somebody from Germany who sat on social media ask more questions that challenge the thought process rather than voice your opinions.
1: Oh, that can make you just as unlikable.
0: You think yes, you about <laughs> Are you challenging
1: me on that? Or, no. But...
0: Yeah, well, let's listen to what another person said.
1: I guess basically try to listen to them and try to understand where they're coming from and just use my best judgment. Just try to, make like sense.
0: So, Chris, you should be talking to him. He's trying to mix in,
1: Mix it in. That mix sounds, it in, yeah. Sounds like a real engineer.
0: <laughs> but he's trying to get in there, and, and he is saying try to listen to them and try mm-hmm. to understand. That is a big part of when you get together with family. Even if you're not agreeing with everything people are saying, maybe just try to look at where they're coming from right. and what their positions are and what's going on in their life.
1: Well, if you learn the situation and observe your family members, when that time does come for when you need to say something, you'll know what to say. Yeah. You'll be better prepared to say it.
0: The observing idea is a good idea. Another idea is to really pick your battles. Oh, wow. There will always be the relatives that ask you, Why you're not married yet? Or why don't you have kids at this point? We got that a lot.
1: Mars has a ring. Yeah. You couldn't get a ring?
0: Yeah, what's going on with you? Or why aren't you in a better job? So-and-so got a promotion. Right. So those questions are always going to come up. So what you have to do is decide if you want to take this on or simply respond with some kind of pre-planned response, Mm -hmm. which I like, with maybe something like, I don't know have you got any ideas (laughs) do you like that response
1: do you have a phone number for me (laughs) yeah really so
0: sometimes it's just best not to engage when Mm -hmm. it's going to upset people and it's going to create a big scene so i would say at the holidays really pick your battles i mean if it's really really important to you yes have a conversation but if not then maybe this is not the time or the place to do that
1: one of your keys that goes along with that is to set limits There are some things you just cannot talk about, and you have to know what they are.
0: Yeah, or not even that you can't talk about, but maybe Mm -hmm. some things that you can't even tolerate. I'm thinking, for example, if you are from a family where there's a history of abuse, Mm -hmm. then you have to be really clear with your boundaries. I suggest saying this ahead of time, that we're going to come. We want to be with you. But if there starts to be some awful screaming, yeah. name-calling, or someone starts shoving somebody, you just need to know right now that we are going to leave. Right. Set those boundaries. I mean, you're not a child anymore, and you can set appropriate boundaries. And if those boundaries are crossed, then you need to confront the behavior and, if necessary, leave. Now, be reasonable about that. Mm -hmm. But I think there are a lot of people listening to us today who are thinking, yeah, but it gets really pretty difficult in my family because of drinking or maybe mental illness or because of drug use or somebody who's been physically abusive or emotionally abusive, and you do need to decide ahead of time. And one of the ways that you can do that, Chris, is you can stay nearby and not in the house of your parents or a relative.
1: Stay at the motel down the yeah, street. Yeah, I mean,
0: this is a strategy that has worked for many of the people that I saw in therapy. You have more control when you can come and go at your own time. That makes sense, doesn't it? Definitely. You have time to get away from everybody, too, and mm-hmm. to regroup and think about what's happening. If it's really tense and pretty awful and difficult for you, just stay somewhere in a motel or a hotel or somewhere nearby and not in the house.
1: How does that work into having an exit strategy? With really difficult people.
0: I think what's really important in this is to remind yourself that you're not that child anymore. One of the things that happens to us, we pull up into the driveway of maybe our family house when we were growing up, and suddenly we feel like we're 10 years old again. Do you ever have that experience? The very same issues that you had when you were growing up seem like they're right there front and center, even though you've worked on these things maybe. I think what happens is that we go back into those old patterns and we need to remind ourselves: wait I'm a grown-up I've changed I do things differently now and it's okay not to put up with really difficult behavior
1: right I like your one tip here that involves having something for everyone to do and I've got a family member that is a professional at planning and making sure that everyone has something in their like or interests nearby ready to go
0: That's kind of nice to have somebody like that in the family. Yes,
1: it's a good extra strategy.
0: Well, I like that. You can take a walk. We used to Mm -hmm. do that after the meal. We had a family tradition for years at Thanksgiving, and we sometimes do it at Christmas to go bowling as a family. And it's fun because none of us ever bowl for the entire year. So (laughs) we're just really bad, except my uncles, who have their own ball. Oh, definitely. They pull out their own ball and their own bag, so you know you're in trouble. They have their own shoes. You know you're in trouble. But it's one of those things that we just get out, and we just have fun, and we get silly. When we're at the bowling alley, we don't really care about the score, although my uncles care deeply about the score. But doing something like that, start a card game, play touch football, join in on games with the kids, have some structured activity, that helps people stave off these opportunities to get on each other's nerves, and it can cut you out of difficult conversations. So if you want an out, that's a really good way to do it. And sometimes it just helps to get different people involved in different activities.
1: I had a family member who had their own bowling shoes. Oh, really? But I was better than them. I rented my shoes.
0: Well, Jeffrey said, listen to the stories of Christmas past. Mm -hmm. So get some of these relatives who might be difficult talking about some of their life stories and some of the things that they've done. So I think that's a good idea. Right. Sally said, ask them questions about how they decorate. We're all unique. We all kind of do different things that maybe we can just start asking questions about that.
1: Veronica has an interesting idea here. She says, I create a shot of joy. For my family, a very specific, intentional, and strategic invitation to get together in a shared space without thought of controlling the outcome. Wow. Very interesting.
0: She says, there are five steps to creating a shot of joy, from which I have seen great breakthroughs and transformations in families who did this approach. You can't change a person, which is what we just said, right? But you can change Mm -hmm. the atmosphere. Right. So this idea of creating these moments of joy, I like it. And then here's the other one. Just choose one thing that you'll do differently this year that will help make things better. Don't try to change everything at once. If there are a lot of problems in your family, focus on One behavior, Mm -hmm. one thing at a time, small changes add up to big changes during the year.
1: Today we're talking about dealing with family at the holidays. Very apropos. This is the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Don't go anywhere.
0: Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book We Need to Talk in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Mother and daughter relationships are powerful, and they impact all our other relationships. Think about it. The way you react with your mom typically is the way you might react with other people. Yet this important bond can be filled with tension when both women try to find their own voice and develop a sense of self. So working through the mother-daughter relationship can be a challenge, but it is so worth the effort. Hi, I'm Dr. Linda Mintel, and I would love to help you navigate this important relationship and strengthen it to the best it can be. That's why I wrote, I love my mother, but a book to strengthen the mother-daughter relationship. We all love our mothers, but sometimes we need a little help working through our differences. I love my mother, but available on my website, drlindamindle.com or online where books are sold. Well, you're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, where we're preparing you this week to get ready for more holiday get-togethers, and we know that that means family. And so we're talking about ways to deal with our families at the holidays, knowing that some families are easier than other families, Chris.
1: You've got the in-law jokes, the, oh, Mm -hmm. I have to go spend Christmas with my in laws We do have a good time making light of family problems. But it can be a serious issue, and there are some spiritual implications, probably some answers to deal with those uh, tough families.
0: Yeah, because when you do have a difficult family member or somebody that's really aggravating you, you really do have to be a model of Mm -hmm. grace and forgiveness. This is where your Christian walk really comes into play, where you're having to live what you read and maybe what you preach to other people. So if you are a Christian, you may have to extend both grace and forgiveness several times during a holiday visit this doesn't mean that you allow people to walk all over you i don't want to make that real clear because right. sometimes when i say that people think well i'm just going to be a peacemaker which means i'll never bring up anything right. and peacemakers still address issues but what we're saying here is that you need to do it with a lot of grace give people the benefit of the doubt during this time of year maybe they're under a lot of stress maybe they've had a lot of difficulty in their family life that you don't even know about even if people are treating you poorly You can address it and bring that up, but extend the grace and the forgiveness and don't wait for them to bring it up first.
1: It's a good opportunity to practice being what we call a good witness.
0: Somebody commented about praying. Mm -hmm. I think it's good to pray a lot during the holidays, especially when you're with people you haven't been with all year and you know that there are difficulties and problems and certain members are more irritating and annoying to you than other people. Pray and ask the Lord to give you that grace. And then just keep forgiving people rather than holding on to offense mm. and continuing to let that build and build so that it just promotes this negative atmosphere in the family.
1: You could practice some restraint.
0: One of the things is, is that you can sometimes just refuse to engage. And if there's conflict or deeper family issues, like we said before, this is probably not the time to deeply go into it. Keep it light. Yeah. Try to keep it light. Maybe focus on the real meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. That would be unique for our culture Definitely. to really focus on Jesus, the reason for the season, the positive things when you can. Redirect the conversation to subjects of gratitude and joy, and if a difficult relative tries to pick a fight with you, just don't go there. You determine to show the mercy of God and the grace that is so prevalent this time of year because it was god's grace that he sent his son to us into this world. I'm not saying that you just have to get syrupy sweet and act inauthentic, but right. I'm saying a lot of prayer, a lot of wisdom asking God to give you that sense of grace and mercy and I even try to do a little bit more talking to these relatives I don't know very well and ask them questions about their lives and how can I pray for them how can I help that goes a long way
1: I like what Sherry said she says to offer grace which we've mentioned and then to give space yeah yeah, I'm not was, sure what she means by well, the Well, there was part.
0: another comment on social media somewhere where somebody talked about making sure you have some space. Mm-hmm. I think it's because everybody's crowded into this right. same house, and there's a lot of food and people and crowds and the whole thing. I think sometimes people just get irritable from that. If you can take a walk, like we said before, get out of the house, maybe divide into different groups and give people some space, that's a really good idea.
1: And she could mean that figuratively as well. There may be someone who comes into the house. You know how they're going to be. Yeah. Chances are maybe they won't change. And like someone said earlier uh, from the social media, just let it go.
0: We can really take what we call our spiritual authority this time of year. Mm -hmm. And we can say, I'm going to come against this tension and this anger that's been building up in my family. And in the name of Jesus, I'm going to just declare peace. Over this household, I'm going to declare your joy, and I'm going to ask you, Lord, to just bring that sense of your spirit into this place. Have you ever walked into a house and people have said, there's a sense of peace in this house? Hmm, And I think part of that is I've been praying for that before people come over, and I've been declaring the goodness of God and that that this house is going to be filled with his presence. And we have this authority, the spiritual authority, to dispel the darkness. And to tell evil to go take a hike. Right. And I don't think we always do that in our families. And that is a really, really powerful way to set the stage and set the atmosphere.
1: Anger, you are not going to rear your ugly head during this family event. Yeah,
0: speak to it. Right. The words of our mouth are powerful. Well, listen, remind yourself that you're a grown-up because there's a lot of painful memories that people are walking into homes with. There's a lot of people who, the minute they come in that door, they start to feel something in their physical body. Mm. They start to have a flashback. They have a trigger of something that happened here. And I want to just say, remind yourself that you are not that young child, that you are a grown-up, and you can take care of yourself. This is just so important for all of you who are listening, where you're thinking, I don't even know if I want to go. I would say continue to reach out. Give the olive branch to say, I'm going to try. So many people this time of year want to cut off from their families. And they just go, you know what? It's easier. I'm just going to go on a vacation. I'm going to go on a cruise or do something and get away from my family. But this is the time when we're really tested Mm -hmm. for what our character is. And this is that part of Scripture that is so difficult to love your enemies, to pray for those who despitefully use you. That's hard. That's hard. When you're walking in, but this is an opportunity to really do that and to really say to the Lord, I'm going to be that extension of your grace and your love.
1: Pat says on the way to the family get together, she says, or he says, we pray on our way there. Mm. God has honored our prayer each time with peace during that visit.
0: They understand the spiritual warfare that they're in and that they're not fighting, as the scripture says, against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers of wickedness in high places. That's right out of scripture, people. So God does honor our prayers. He is powerful. And it is a good thing to go into the holiday season being very prayed up that's all the time we have I hope that has helped you today we want you to enjoy the season and we want you to enjoy your family and to keep working through those difficult family relationships that a lot of us have well many thanks to our producer Pam Miller our man on the street Derek Battle our engineer Caleb Carpenter and our social media director Hannah Duke and thanks of course to you Chris my co-host who makes this show a conversation from all of us here at Faith Radio talk to you next weekend in the meantime remember we are here we're doing life together and it's better when you don't have to do it alone.